VCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And friends, thank you for joining us on Crosstalk today here on VCY America. A new COVID shot has been released, and with that, there's been a number of TV commercials encouraging individuals to get this new booster. Of course, if you watch to the end, you'll see that Pfizer is engaged in promoting the new shot. Uh, The FDA has approved this shot, but is it true that it's only been tested on mice? What about the deaths of so many athletes and coaches that continue to happen? And experts are warning that cancers are appearing in ways never before seen. Is there a connection to the COVID shot? And what about the study of lactating women who took the COVID shot, now finding trace mRNA amounts detected up to 45 hours after vaccination in breast milk that totally contradicts the government's official narrative that mRNA was safe for breastfeeding moms and their infants? Well, joining us today to discuss these and other related issues, we welcome back uh, Dr. Elizabeth Lee Valite, President and CEO of Truth for Health Foundation. Uh, Since February of 2020, you know, right after we all got the news about uh, the COVID outbreak, uh, she's been part of the team of frontline physicians treating COVID early at home. Uh, With Dr. Peter McCullough, she is co-author, editor of the Guide to COVID Early Treatment, Options to Stay Out of the Hospital and Save Your Life. She is past director of the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons, uh, receiving her MD degree and internship in internal medicine at Eastern Virginia Medical School and completed special training at Johns Hopkins. Uh, she, uh, we just do want to remind you today, she does speak as an independent physician. She's not a spokesperson for any healthcare system or pharmaceutical company or insurance plan or political party, but she is a patient advocate. Dr. Valit, welcome back here to Crosstalk. Thank you, Jim. It's always such a pleasure to be on Crosstalk with you. So there's a whole lot of messaging going on, Dr. Vliet, uh, from the White House and from pharmaceuticals uh, promoting this new COVID shot. What can you tell us about the the, the FDA's approval process of this new bo- booster? I saw vi- uh, the um, uh, Dr. Robert Malone, a virologist, has indicated the FDA has gone rogue. Uh, but I've seen stories that was only tested on mice. Is this accurate? What can you tell us about this approval process? Well, first of all, we have to go back to the basics, Jim. None of the COVID shots are fully FDA approved. All of them are in use under the emergency authorization laws, which do not require full clinical studies, do not require a lot of the good manufacturing practices, and do not require full disclosure of modifications and changes. The FDA is playing a deceptive word game when they are announcing this as approved. The FDA did not do its full approval process that involves the phase one, two, and three, the studies for full approval and the analysis and all that goes into full approval. None of the shots are fully FDA approved, period. What they did was approve for the pharmaceutical companies to manufacture a new booster. They approved the process to manufacture it. They did not approve the shot itself in the full approval process. They've authorized it, and it's a semantics game to deceive people. We did a whistleblower report with a military whistleblower who has exposed a lot of this um, word game and the deception that's going on. So the booster is a revision of past boosters, but all of the COVID injections are still operating and given license under the emergency use authorization legislation, which waives good manufacturing practices, waives the disclosures, and waives the detailed informed consent process that people should be given. But Dr. Vliet, we're we're going on three years, close to three years of the shot, and still every aspect of this, every shot, every booster is still under the EUA? Absolutely, Jim. That That is a fact. 
which is being covered up. And this is something that all of us who've been speaking out on this have been trying to get to the public, but we get censored. We get shut down. We get demonized. We get accused of misinformation. They, we do not, we have never, for civilians or military, had a fully FDA-approved COVID injection, period. No masking devices were ever FDA-approved, and no test kits were ever fully FDA-approved. And you can read that on the boxes of the test kits. They all say emergency use authorization. And people really need to understand that. But especially with the COVID shots, whether it's this great fanfare that's all hype and smoke and mirrors about the new the new COVID shot, mm-hmm. it's it's all designed to con- to deceive people into getting boosters that with every booster you get. There's more damage from the inflammation of the spike protein, the lipid nanoparticle toxicity, and it's adding to the inflammatory and blood clotting damage that has been an immune suppression that has been occurring as the shots were rolled out and increasing over time. Jim, I'm doing markers in my patients. Their spike protein antibodies are rising over time, and the more boosters they get, the higher they go, which is causing autoimmune conditions to go through the roof. The COVID shots turn off tumor suppressor genes in our body that are our natural God-given defense against cancer, and that's a factor in the turbo cancers, the inflammatory damage fuels cancer metastasis as well. It fuels heart damage. Lipid nanoparticles, sorry, I'm talking too fast. Lipid nanoparticles are toxic to the heart, the brain, the reproductive organs, thyroid, adrenal, pancreas, GI tract. It, It is a devastating assault on the human body. Dr. Mike Eden, who's been in pharmaceutical research and development of safe drugs, for his whole career spanning over 35 years, is a, was a Pfizer vice president and chief scientist worldwide for respiratory pharmacology, has been speaking out on this since October 2020. Mm-hmm. We just did an interview yesterday, and he said again, he has analyzed as a specialist in drug development, safe drug development, He has analyzed every step of the decision-making process of the COVID shots and at every step where they had a choice to make a more dangerous decision or a less toxic decision, the decision was made towards increased danger. At every step of the decision-making process over the development, including 15 years ago, research done and published 12 years ago, showing damage to the ovaries and testicles in every animal species tested from the lipid nanoparticles. I just urge people, you don't need to keep getting all these boosters. It adds to the damage to your body. If you get sick with COVID now, the variants are less severe than the Wuhan variant that was in 2020, viruses mutate and change into easier to spread, less deadly forms. Viruses need a host to survive. So if you're looking at the mutations and they're ramping up all the fear, fear is the weapon. They're ramping up all this fear about, all oh, this new variants, all oh, this new variant. We've got another new variant. Yeah. Well, that's how viruses always change over time but they change to be less deadly and more easily spread, like the cold virus, for heaven's sakes. So I just want people to have some common sense. I want to put some medical facts out there to decrease fear. And, Jim, there's another fear-mongering campaign. Yale did a press release in the last week 
oh, we've now aerosolized the mRNA vaccines. We can spray it from an airplane, and therefore we can overcome vaccine hesitancy, and we don't have to worry about informed consent. Well, I want to give your listeners some scientific facts on that point to help reduce the fear. And this comes from the chief scientist worldwide for Pfizer Pharmaceutical Company, Dr. Mike Yeadon. He and I just did an analysis of this in our radio show yesterday. And he says, I doubt this story on several grounds. Number one, mRNA is very difficult to make in quantity. If dumped out of an airplane, we'll get a minuscule dose or likely none at all. So not enough mRNA in existence to do what they claim. Hmm. Number two, it's extremely expensive to make. He's an expert in this, Jim. I just want to emphasize that for your audience. It's likely billions in dollars to manufacture that much, even if it were possible, because there isn't that much mRNA raw ingredients in the world, and it's unstable. Throw it to the four winds from an airplane and watch your investment degrade swiftly. Number three, to be able to enter the cells, it must be encapsulated in lipid nanoparticles. Not enough of the special lipid exists to do this, and it would not survive dropping from the airplane into the atmosphere. More importantly, it would not remain intact in sufficient amounts to enter our bodies via the respiratory tract. I think it's another campaign of fear. Wow. And Dr. Mike Eden was the chief scientist worldwide for respiratory pharmacology and knows how one designs drugs to be delivered by the respiratory system. Yeah. And as you know, Dr. Valid, fear equals control. And if we can keep people fearful, we can control the, you know, the populace in doing so. I saw one headline on WND.com. Here's the headline. Doctors say COVID is indistinguishable from the common cold. I mean, exactly it, right. Exactly hmm. right. Well, especially now, especially now, the reason so many people got so sick in 2020 was that variant was more virulent, but also people were being told by the powers that be, the government narrative and all the hospital narratives at ERs and all the big doctor groups were telling their patients, oh, we can't treat COVID, you have to go home, and if you get worse, then come to the ER. That was all organized to drive the campaign of fear, and people got sicker. If you wait till you have stage three cancer or you have 100% occlusion of your coronary arteries, of course you're going to be so sick you're likely to die. That's what was happening in 2020. Every patient I treated outpatient quickly within three to five days of symptoms got through it and did not go to the hospital, and I had nobody die because I treated them quickly. Friends, we're going to have to break in right here and uh, come back with more information on a number of issues, and we're going to unpack some of the things Dr. Valid has mentioned here today on the program. But uh, we encourage you to stay with us, friends. Some of you are dealing with this, and some of you are on the brink. Do I get this booster? Do I not? Uh, listen to the information shared from Dr. Vliet. We'll be back in one minute. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, president of the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, did plants evolve? Chris, according to evolution, both plants and animals evolved from an original single-cell organism, which itself came from non-living chemicals. If you look in a book on plant evolution, you'll see many references to plants changing into other types. But when you look for the evidence, you'll be disappointed. Now, there is a lot of evidence that plants have varied over the years, but did they evolve from something else? We have lots of different kinds of algae and ferns and flowering plants, but no clue that any of these basic categories evolved from another. Each were created separately, just like it says in Scripture. In Genesis, we read that God created each basic type after their kind, not by changing one kind into another. Face it, Chris, evolution didn't happen. Now creation, that happened. And we read about that when we go back to Genesis. Thanks, Dr. Morris. This is Chris O'Brien. Thanks for tuning in. 
This is Crosstalk on VCY America. Dr. Elizabeth Lee Valit with us today, President and CEO of Truth for Health Foundation. And uh, we're talking about the, well, the COVID shot concerns continue to escalate and hitting just a number of issues today because, folks, we are being bombarded in all kinds of advertising right now. You see everybody with a Band-Aid across the upper part of their arm and encouraging to, you know, take the shot, get the shot, take the shot. Um, I, I saw Dr. Valit, according to... Uh, uh, Johns Hopkins University, FDA officials are shying away from calling the latest mRNA shot as boosters. Instead, they just want to try to uh, bring normalcy to it. Like you're getting annual flu shot, you need to get your annual COVID shot as well. Is is that what's going on? I think that's part of what's going on. I think the bigger picture is that all of the all of the powers that be at NIH and Johns Hopkins, and I'm sorry to say, but Johns Hopkins is an institution I had highly respected, and I did my specialty training there, but I find it despicable that they have been involved in promoting the false narratives of COVID enough for hospital treatment or lack thereof, as well as the false narratives on the safety and effectiveness of the COVID shots. They are neither safe nor effective, and the damage has been devastating. I'm seeing it in my medical practice, so don't tell me that these are safe and effective and have no adverse events. That is a flagrant lie to the public. Patients that were doing exceptionally well, some of whom I'd seen for 20 years, have had all kinds of complications from the COVID shots, everything from massive increase in cancers, heart attacks, testicular damage, ovarian damage, uterine damage, worsening cognitive mm-hmm. dementia syndromes that they didn't have before, autoimmune disorders like MS and autoimmune thyroiditis, diabetes flaring up. It is across yeah. the board damaging yeah. to people with all of these medical conditions and those who didn't even have some of those medical conditions or risk factors before the shot. Yeah, and let me mention this, Dr. Harvey Risch, uh, the professor emeritus of epidemiology at the Yale School of Public Health, indicated there's evidence that cancers are occurring in excess after people receive the COVID-19 shots. Uh, They indicated strange things like 25-year-olds with colon cancer, no family history of the disease, seeing vaccinated women who are now seeing uh, to re-manifest breast cancers in much shorter periods of time. Any information on this? Yes, I've been seeing that in my practice, but the the real expert on the cancer, the turbo cancers, is Dr. William Mackis, who is an oncologist in Canada, and he's been speaking out on this long before anyone in the U.S., really started speaking the truth about it. I encourage people to follow Dr. William Mackis, M-A-K-I-S, on Twitter. He is bringing out the accurate cancer data from the worldwide studies that he's looking at on the data from cancers. Just recently have a few of our um, more well-known experts been addressing this issue, but Dr. Mackis was courageously calling this out more than a year ago. Wow. Wow. Also, a new study, October 2023 edition, the British Medical Journal uh, Lance, uh, indicating our our, our uh, findings suggest COVID-19 vaccines, mRNA, administered to lactating mothers can spread systematically to breast milk in the first two days, they say, after maternal vaccination. Uh, Dr. Vliet, this this contradicts what the government's line was on this previous. I mean, were pregnant and breastfeeding moms had been given advice that getting the shot was safe? Yes, I know. The government has lied to us across the board on the safety and effectiveness of the COVID shots. They also, OBGYN, the American College of OBGYNs, are, uh, that organization was given incentive payments by the government to push the vaccines in pregnant women. We had people on our team speaking out against that in the fall of 2020 based on the fact that they knew at the time that the design of the COVID shots with the lipid nanoparticle coating would cause the COVID shot injection material to be passed across the placental barrier, which has never happened with traditional vaccines. 
So there were warnings about the safety and pregnancy and, and lactation, beginning with people that I worked with, Dr. Stricker and and Dr. Blumrick, uh, who were maternal field medicine and reproductive immunology experts, cancer immunology experts. They were warning about this in the fall of 2020 and early 2021. So the fact that this article is finally coming out two years after the damage has been done, it's better late than never, but but there were a lot of mm-hmm. um, warnings about this from people I worked with even before, and it is appalling that with no testing, we have never administered experimental medicines to pregnant women, never in the history of modern medicine. So that has been an issue from the beginning. And now we, with the lipid nanoparticle coating that makes these mRNA injections spread to all the endocrine organs, spread through the bloodstream, Japanese government commissioned a biodistribution study in early 2020 to find out from Pfizer. They they required Pfizer to do this biodistribution study to see how the planned COVID shots were going to be distributed throughout the body. And that information was kept under cover. It was only available in Japanese until, lo and behold, one of the brilliant and courageous doctors in Canada um, had it translated into English and shocked the world with the fact that once that biodistribution study was available in English, we saw that these mRNA shots were being distributed to every endocrine organ in the body Hmm. and the brain, which then includes, of course, crossing the placental barrier. It's devastating. It is. Um, and, and then also, I mean, we understand the CDC has just been really refusing to release updated information about uh, post-COVID shot heart inflammation. We continue to see the deaths of, of athletes and coaches. Uh, what about this matter of heart inflammation from the shot? Uh, it seems to be, again, the American public are suffering from lack of information from the CDC. Well, let me just give you my closing comment on a program I gave on Friday. America and every single person listening around the world on this broadcast, you decide who your communication channel is going to be with. Are you going to listen to God and the voices of truth that are trying to protect God's gift of life and the way God designed our body? Or are you going to be listening to CNN, MSNBC, CBS, ABC, NBC, FTC, uh, sorry, CDC and FDA, (laughs) mixing them all, (laughs) because all of them are lying to the public. Hmm. And you've got to decide, there are truth tellers that have been working nonstop to give you accurate medical information to give you the truth of God's design that is being tampered with in these gene therapy agents. And you've got to decide, are you going to live in fear? God doesn't give us a spirit of fear. Are you going to give in to the spirit of fear that is the weapon they're using to control you? Or are you going to start listening to the truthful sources of information that fit with common sense and how God designed our bodies. We have an immune system that can fight off a cold virus, and you can supplement with vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, and acetylcysteine, and a whole bunch of things, and fresh air, and sunshine, and exercise, and work as God designed your body, or you can depend on the government who is injecting your body with toxic agents like lipid nanoparticles that contain polyethylene glycol, similar to what's in antifreeze, ethylene glycol. Or you can listen to the truth of what the facts really show and use your common sense. Our guest website is truthforhealth.org, truthforhealth.org. 
Uh, Dr. Vliet, uh, let's talk also a word about our food supply, because uh, I, I saw Epic Health just ran a story about uh, meat from animals being vaccinated with mRNA vaccines may soon make its way into our food supply. We understand shrimp is the latest addition to a growing number of uh, food sources that are being targeted. It's been tested on pigs. It's been tested on beef. We've been told even leafy lettuces. Uh, should that be a concern? Can it be transmitted to the human body through this food supply? Well, yes, of course it can. And that is a, is an enormous concern. And it's not just being tested on pigs. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but our government surreptitiously approved the sequivity mRNA vaccine for pork in 2018. This has been given to pigs since 2018, five years without the public's knowledge. So the pork supply is already being a source of mRNA contamination, and they are working rapidly to push it into beef and poultry, and as you read, shrimp. We've been discussing this in our programs for the last year and a half, and it is quite alarming. There are experimental uh, procedures underway to spray the mRNA vaccines on spinach crops and other vegetable crops. And one of the things that people really need to start taking seriously is that you're going to have to source your foods more carefully. You're going to have to read the labels. Instead of GMO, they now have changed the GMO wording because people now know that that means something they don't want. So they stop using it. They're very deceptive. What they're now calling it is um, bioengineered. Or the other little trick they're using to hide what they're doing is they'll say manufactured in the United States, sourced from global ingredients. Hmm. And you don't know where the ingredients are coming wow. from. Wow. So, and we've been doing a lot of exposés on all of this in our series of whistleblower reports, all of which are archived on our website. And Jim, in our Faith Over Fear programs every Tuesday night for the last year and a half, we have been doing a preparedness series about understanding what is coming and how you can prepare to be more healthy and resilient and what kind of choices can you make to protect your health your family's health, your children's health, and work to expose these problems to your your network. Friends, let me give you the website again, truthforhealth.org, truthforhealth.org. There's no way we're even going to scratch the surface of the information that's available on that website and, and links that will provide much information. Uh, we're just seconds from a break, and let me give out our phone number. Uh, we'll take your calls today, your questions for Dr. Elizabeth Lee Valit. And uh, we're, t- we're staying on the topic of COVID-related issues here today. Our number, 800-733-9829. That's 800 733 9829. We'll be back in just one minute. We'll try to take uh, as many calls as possible on the broadcast, so we would like to encourage your calls here to us today. 800-733-9829. This is Crosstalk on VCY America. The Apostle Paul's letter to the Romans is a powerful epistle proclaiming the glory of Christ, teaching sound doctrine, and giving believers boldness. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Read by Brad Canterbury, VCY America is offering an audio CD of a complete reading of the book of Romans, telling of God's amazing love. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. This audio recording also reveals God's amazing gift to mankind. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Good for yourself or to share with others. Paul's letter to the Romans on CD 
Available for a donation of $9 from VCY America. Call 1-800-729-9829. This is Crosstalk on VCY America. We'll get to your calls here just momentarily. Uh, just before we do, though, uh, Dr. Vliet, I know that, you know, a lot of fear-mongering going on on so many different fronts, but but there are other viruses coming forth, too. I don't want to take a lot of time dwelling on them, but just to give this example, like Marburg, for instance? Yes. Jim, uh, people will be hearing a lot about that, the WHO and the CDC and UK um, equivalent have all been talking about Marburg and Ebola and Nipah virus, all of which are hemorrhagic fevers, which can be potentially deadly, but they are not easy to spread because they are spread by direct contact with bodily fluids, such as blood and semen and sweat and saliva from, from an infected sick person. But what I want people to understand is that the issue may well be, think about this, those that are trying to control the population are doing so through the weapon of fear, as we've said multiple times. What is more likely is that they can deploy something that will affect people in a similar way, but be more controllable under their control than an unpredictable viral illness. And so one of the things that I want people to understand is that there is overlapping damage and about a 90% symptom overlap between 5G electromagnetic radiation and the whole EMF uh, frequency range, COVID illness and COVID vaccine injury and hemorrhagic fevers. They all cause some of the same early symptoms, and they all can lead to disruption in the um, coagulation and bleeding regulation in the body. So while they may create a more fearful message and B-roll showing people dying and bleeding in the streets, which is probably B-roll from outbreaks in the past, what, what may really be within their control to regulate are the frequency transmissions and durations from all these new transmitter arrays that have gone in all over the country and mostly atop public schools Mm -hmm. and school grounds and in neighborhoods. So just be aware that what they say is coming is fearful and what they may actually be doing can be something entirely different. But the treatment is the same, and we've got resources on our website that we've published two years ago showing how you approach treating all of these things for the common aspects of damage and what the options are that are within your control. Because things like vitamins, nutraceuticals, and supplements that we now have in our Truthful Health Foundation store all can be useful to mitigate the damage from all of these conditions I just mentioned. Truthforhealth.org, the website. Our lines are packed. We're beginning with Cynthia, Russell Springs, Kentucky. You're on the air. Hello, Cynthia. Hello, Cynthia. Okay, let's go to Julie, Pensacola, Florida. You're on the air. Uh, Yes, I do have a question about the test strips for the COVID-19 or whatever the COVID is. Mm -hmm. Um, I never, if I would have gotten sick, I never would have gotten myself tested because I always had that thought that what if these test strips um, have a little bit of a COVID on them, so they're trying to spread it some more. I just don't trust any of them. And then what if they're lying? What if these test strips are really, they're all programmed to say, yes, you got COVID. Okay, what about the test strips, doctor? Well, none of the test kits for COVID are specific for COVID. None of them are FDA approved, and they can adjust the cycle threshold to run it at higher cycles and create more false positives, which we know by whistleblower reports were being done in a lot of hospital emergency rooms where the labs were deliberately running it at higher um, cycles 
in order to create 80 or 90 percent false positive so that they could admit patients under a false diagnosis of COVID and get the government incentive payments. We already know that for a fact. It's been brought out in court documents in court cases that are sworn affidavits. So I think your concerns are absolutely valid in terms of they are not reliable tests. I can't speak to what may be on the test swabs because I don't have a way to analyze them. But the key point is they just aren't reliable as test methods. They weren't designed to be diagnostic and they're used the wrong way and they can be um, run in the laboratory in a way that generates false positives. So I haven't recommended people get the testing. I just treat patients based on clinical symptoms and laboratory tests like blood tests of what's happening with your CBC, what's happening with your inflammatory markers. Those are are proper medical diagnoses that are reliable. I think the test kits are basically useless, unreliable, and most likely false positive. Thank you, Julie, for the call. Bonnie in Minnesota, you're on the air. Hi. um, Dr. Valid, you know that and well, pretty much everybody knows that all of our, or many of our conspiracy theories have become true over the past couple of years. But I heard and watched last week two documentaries. One was called Watch the Water. One was called Watch the Water 2. And they were from a doctor, Brian Artis. He's a chiropractor. But he said that uh, all of our water has snake venom in it because it all comes from the same manufacturer in Germany, and he says that COVID shots have snake venom in them, and the United States government has, and for years, been been studying snake venom to see what what can be treated with what with snake venom. But this man goes through very much great detail to point out that everything has to do with snake venom, okay. and he and he says the one treatment is nicotine because it's a nicotine receptor. Have you heard of any of that? Oh, yes. Yes, of course. I, I mean, I, I say, of course, because Dr. Ortiz has been presenting this for the last couple of years, um, and I think the world of him as a person. Most of the, um, the scientists that and physicians that I'm working with regularly don't espouse all that he's saying with such um, definitive statements that everything is snake venom. Um, even the Rattlesnake Research Center here in Tucson disagrees with that. Mm. So I, I would say that the key point is I have not engaged in speculation in presenting what we know medically is causing damage in the body. The bottom line is that the COVID shots, radiation injury, viral hemorrhagic fevers, diabetes, obesity, heart conditions, all have certain common denominators of damage to the body. Inflammation, take out your pencil and write it down. Inflammation, micro and macro blood clots, vascular damage, immune disruption, endocrine disruption, oxidative stress damage, disordered cellular electrolyte regulation that causes damage to all of our critical organs. Those are the common mechanisms of injury. Snake venom causes the same thing. Viral illnesses cause it. Diabetes causes it. The COVID shots cause it. My approach is understand the class of damage, stop speculating on things we can't verify, and let's look at how we treat each of those classes of damage because each one of those has prescription medicines that work, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, albendazole, mebendazole, uh, corticosteroids, famotidine, monolucas. You can, I can list off a dozen medicines that work for those kinds of problems. Then we have nutraceuticals, N-acetylcysteine, um, zinc, vitamin D, vitamin C, a whole host, um, bromelain, natokinase, There's a whole list of them Mm -hmm. in our vaccine injury treatment guide. Then there are anti-inflammatory, immune-boosting. Tell you what, we're going to have to move on to our next call here because we've got a lot of information. No, but this is important Mm -hmm. because people need to understand you don't have to give in to the fear-mongering. Go look at the basics. Look at what you can do. God teaches us. Use our mind. 
read, understand there's an organized approach to this. Thank you, Bonnie, for the call. Dominique, McGuanago, Wisconsin, you're on the air. Hello. I um, definitely agree that um, I, they don't even need to actually have a new a new, you know, deadly variant or a new, you know, even Marburg to actually have it look like that is what it is, you know, because we the unvaccinated are the natural control group. So if nothing else happened and the vaccinated were the ones that were, you know, dying at astronomical levels, then they're basically doing this to cover what they've already set up in motion. My question, and you started to touch on it, was I had heard an interview where Dr. Valit that they referenced her, I believe it would be you, but um, maybe it was another Dr. Valit. But they said that you had talked about the dangers of the people who have received the COVID injections being exposed to high frequencies of 5G. Could you elaborate on that a little bit? Yes, and that, that was me, and, and we've done a number of talks. You can go listen to the whole program. It's archived on our website, truthforhealth.org, under Faith Over Fear. There are several prog- talks where I've got the graphics and I show you how that works. Yes, those who have been have gotten the COVID shots and those who have diabetes or obesity, for example, already have damage from inflammation, micro blood clots, immune disruption, endocrine disruption that I just mentioned. If you then are exposed, and I've treated patients who've been vaccinated, military People have been vaccinated and then were exposed in the course of their deployment to um, 5G and other electromagnetic radiation intensity. And it accentuates the damage from the COVID shots because that's acting on the same pathways in the body. It's kind of like throwing gasoline on a fire instead of water to put the fire out, if that makes sense. Thank you. And uh, you can find more info on your website on that as well. Yes. Great. Truthforhealth.org. Thank you. Andrea, Lansing, Michigan, you're on the air. Hello. Um, I have myasthenia gravis. And at the beginning, they really pushed for me to get the shot. Um, Have you ever seen patients who have been diagnosed with MG after the shot? I know five people who have friends or family that have. Yes, most definitely. It's the neurologic damage that we predicted was going to happen because the lipid nanoparticles allow the mRNA injection material to cross the blood-brain barrier and cause inflammation, micro blood clotting, and lipid nanoparticle toxicity within the brain and the central nervous system and peripheral nerves is very alarming. I urgently tried to warn my patients with neurologic disorders like myasthenia, like multiple sclerosis, like um, other degenerative neurologic disorders, and dementia. I, tr- I warn them, please, don't get the shots. It will accentuate the brain and neurologic damage because it's crossing the blood-brain barrier. No other vaccine does that. So, yes, it was quite a concern. It is an ongoing concern. Dementias, you're not hearing much about it, but the dementias following the shot are skyrocketing out of control, just like cancers are, for the same reason. My, my, thank you for the call here. Up against a break, we'll come back and we'll get as many calls in as possible here to address critical issues here. Uh, Dr. Elizabeth Lee Valit, our guest, president and CEO of Truth for Health Foundation, uh, the website truthforhealth.org. We'll be back in just one minute. You're listening to Crosstalk. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. Last week, Joe Biden signed an executive order creating a climate change core. It's a youth core. And one of the groups behind it has been the Sunrise Movement. This is an organization we've been covering since 2020. It is a Marxist organization that works with many radical Islamists as well. And their goal is not just green energy. That's a masking term. Their goal by their own website says is to take away our Second Amendment rights and to get rid of all fossil fuels. They also want mandatory jobs. In other words, a guaranteed job. They want to 
stack the American government with radical Marxists that have been trained through their program. And now they're asking to start with for $10 billion. Please understand, they're going after your children and grandchildren with this program to put Marxists into the government after they've been trained through our schools. You don't want this funded by the federal government. Stay tuned. Listening to Crosstalk here on VCY America, our guest, Dr. Elizabeth Lee Valite, and we're going right back to the phone lines. Our next caller is Gloria, who's been holding the longest here. Hi, Gloria, you're on the air. Hi, I just wanted to relay an incident that happened to us last year regarding admission to hospital because of COVID. My husband dislocated his surgical hip and was, of course, transported by ambulance to the hospital. And uh, we assume that they took a COVID swab in the ambulance which, of course, turned out positive. When we got his discharge papers, that was the first reason for his admission. He was totally asymptomatic, no problems, but that was the reason for his admission. Hmm. That is exactly the scam that's been going on the whole time. They gin up the false positives on the COVID test, admit the patient under covid and the hospital gets incentive payments from the federal government, Centers for Medicaid and Medicare Services, and they are incentives for the positive diagnosis, the COVID admission, use of remdesivir. 20% on the whole hospital bill is a bonus the hospital gets if they use remdesivir. And use of a ventilator adds another forty or $50,000 benefit to the hospital financial payment. And then if the person dies in the hospital they get another incentive. And if the coroner puts COVID first on the death certificate, they get another incentive. These payments have been going on. We did a whole press conference on Biden's bounty on your life because that's when they started really escalating these incentive payments to hospital. That's why your husband's hip location, hip dislocation, was not the diagnosis, which it should have been if that was the reason he went to the ER. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Gloria. Uh, We've got Diane next. Uh, Manitowoc, you're on the air. Hi. I have a question. You always give a list of all the supplements to take. Well, the average person can't afford to take every single supplement. So what would you suggest as the main one to take? Well, I'm not recommending that everyone take every supplement because not everyone needs them. But we do have a list of some of the basics in our um, guide, COVID treatment guide, and our vaccine injury treatment guide on our website. But some of the the core supplements that most Americans would be deficient in, I recommend a multivitamin. Most people are deficient in vitamin D because even if they're out in the sun, they usually wear sunblock. Most people are deficient in magnesium and getting too much calcium which can increase the risk of blood clots if the ratio is imbalanced. So multivitamin, vitamin D, magnesium, and recommend vitamin C because most people don't eat enough fruits and vegetables. And then depending on some of your other health risk, when I'm seeing patients, I'm recommending specific supplements for people based on their medical conditions and their lab work, I'm finding that most people, more people than I used to think, are deficient in B12, for example. Well, you can take a really good multivitamin, and there are a number of good ones that we mention on our website and ones that we have in available in our store, but the multivitamins have all of the B-complex in one product, and that's a good start. There's generally not enough vitamin D or magnesium or zinc in the multivitamins, and so we would add to that, particularly in cold and flu season, it's really helpful to increase zinc, vitamin C, magnesium, and make sure that you've got a a multivitamin with really good B complex. Mm -hmm. So those those are some basics. But I, I never recommend people take a whole bunch of supplements. What I try and do is tailor it for the individual. Okay, can I ask one more question really quick? 
Now that the CDC, they say ivermectin really does work, and you see everybody saying, oh, get your ivermectin now, would it even be trustworthy to even get it? Because now that they say, yeah, you can have it, now everybody buys it when to be a way for them to contaminate it or not. Well, I don't have any way to prove that, um, but I, I, what I would actually, what I found works better is hydroxychloroquine, which is the same medicine that lupus and rheumatoid patients have been safely taking for 60 years, and that has a broad-spectrum anti-inflammatory, immune-modulating, antiviral, and if you have questions about whether ivermectin is reliable, and ivermectin is more expensive than hydroxychloroquine, and everybody who has arthritis, even though the FDA approved hydroxychloroquine to be marketed for rheumatoid, it helps osteoarthritis as well. I've got a ton of patients that have been benefiting from hydroxychloroquine one a day for osteoarthritis. It's a great, great medicine, much safer, much lower cost, and fewer side effects. At least with ivermectin, you do have to, you do have a more expensive medicine, and you have to at least once or twice a year check liver enzymes. So I wouldn't just look at ivermectin as the only option. There are others, and we talk about that in the guides on our website. Our website is a public charity. We're providing the resources for you to use. We'd like a donation, but if you can't afford a donation, they are free to download. Thank you, Diane. Uh, Angela is next. Uh, Go ahead, Angela. You're on the air. Hi. um, Talking about the CDC um, and your, they were saying how they do lie, brings up a few uh, passages. John 844, Revelation 2.9 and 3.9, and gtvflyers.com. And you can see who controls the CDC, our media, our Fed Reserve, the everything. And if we don't start talking about that, if they're a small minority, then why... I feel like people would wake up and realize why we're being lied to and why, I mean. i tell you what, we're down to 25 seconds, a final well, comment. Well, we, we have been doing exactly that in our Faith Over Fear every Tuesday night for the last year and a half. I absolutely agree with you. This is a battle, it's a spiritual battle between the forces of good and evil, and this you, as I said, you decide, are you going to listen to God and what the Bible says and the design of our bodies as God made it, or are you going to listen to the CDC? I, we've had problems with the CDC giving wrong messages for the last 25 years of my 40-year medical career. They are unreliable. We are out of time, folks. Uh, sorry to those still on hold. We'll have to get Dr. Vliet back again sometime for just an open forum question and answer time. Uh, So thank you, callers. And Dr. Vliet, thanks for being with us. Thank you, Jim. It's great to be back. And friends, again, the website is truthforhealth.org. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from BCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from CrosstalkAmerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.